Ramsey Harris, business banker, relationship manager with PNC Financial Services Corporation, PNC Bank. Anthony McCarthy, principal at the McCarthy Group, also associated with Women Entrepreneurs of Baltimore. Maria Martinez, I'm the CEO of Sphere Medical and also the CEO of Women Entrepreneurs of Baltimore. Jesse Mejia, um, very brand new uh, startup business owner. First of all, I want to thank everyone for participating in this forum, forum uh, th this morning. Uh, I'm Ramsey Harris, PNC business banker, uh, relationship manager. And um, as you know, PNC recently conducted a national survey of small business owners uh, to obtain information about the economic outlook of their businesses. And we just want to talk with you guys about that today and, and talk about how you may feel the economy has or has not uh, affected your business. Uh, so with that said, let's go ahead and uh, start with question number one, and we'll ask each of you to uh, respond to, to this question. What is the single most important challenge uh, facing your business today? Okay, well, I think that, um, like most businesses, it's uh, maintaining the bottom line, getting the financing you need to continue to grow, um, and, of course, because my business is uh, a service-oriented business, I provide um, public relations marketing services to nonprofits and small corporations. Um, it's all about uh, the money that they're willing to invest for the service we're giving back. And because of the recession, a lot of that's changed. The um, pricing has changed. Um, the value of the services we provide certainly have not changed, and the costs that are involved in providing those services. But there is a financial reality in dealing with um, nonprofits and small companies that need public relations, that need marketing. Um, their bottom line has changed. And so based on relationship, you work those things out and you negotiate. But the recession really has hit everyone hard, mm -hmm. um, from those who need services to those who provide services. Thank you. Um, uh, pretty much, uh, as far as access to capital, that's really a sure. challenge um, in any in any kind of company. I don't care how, how, how small you are, how big you are. There's always all kinds of challenges in that regard. Uh, I would say because I'm a very highly regulated industry, with insurance um, uh, carriers really being my my payor, if you will. It's not really an out of pocket thing that patients have to pay with respiratory home care and medical medical equipment and supply company that that we are and home uh, sleep medicine as well. So we see the dynamics of regulatory changes, and that does affect how Medicare is going to pay. When there's a, something that call, is, is called competitive bidding, which changed the entire landscape of how uh, Medicare patients were going to be taken care of in, in our industry. So now we have had to bid for that. We're still waiting to see if we're going to win that bid, but it's going to also change how patients have access to care. So um, not only the access to capital, but it's also the regulatory uh, demands um, that come in play. And sometimes they pilot programs, which then they have to reverse because they realize that maybe that pay scale down was ineffective, or maybe that pay scale was what we needed, but we need another kind of enforcement uh, uh, to monitor uh, so there's no fraud and abuse in our industry. So I think that's probably the, uh, the, the challenges that I, that I face in, in my business. Okay. Um, <clears throat> my company's name is Tatejica Consulting Group. It is a niche, niche market um, consulting firm at this point. Um, and like I said, we are very much startup at this point. And financing is one of those goals that we have for this year. Um, I, we're setting ourselves up 
for that um, at this point, but uh, we are, I think the, the biggest challenge in this moment is uh, marketing, actually, marketing ourselves out into um, the Baltimore City market here specifically. Um, I am, um, I've been in the business of political um, consulting and political campaigns and, and doing a lot of uh, legislative work. Uh, so my, um, my network at this point has been pretty much about my what I do mm -hmm. and making sure that so the Hika Consulting Group is launched, um, it goes broader than my own personal networks is becoming uh, challenging. And so we're setting ourselves up. We are working on, our, you know, like I said, very brand new startup. We are working on our website. We're working on um, a few, uh, uh, making ourselves uh, giving ourselves to the people that know us best and that can help us with, with marketing, but breaking into um, Baltimore City is the next step. And right after that, I mean, after we have a few clients, um, we want to um, set ourselves up for, for financing aspect of it, getting you know, more money to, mm -hmm. more capital to, to, to expand beyond that. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for your insightful responses. Um, let's go into the next question then. Let's piggyback off of the uh, the impact of the recession. Would you say your business is better off or worse off uh, compared to 20, 2007, rather, when the, the recession officially began? And um, I'm going to add just a little bit to that question. Uh, during the next six months, do you expect that your company's sales will increase or decrease as a result, or uh, your company's profits will increase or decrease as a result? And we'll, we'll stop there for now and ask you to, uh, to give your insight on that. Well, I think that um, I wouldn't say that we're any worse off or I'm any worse off than I was in 2007. I think the recession has been steady. I think we're starting to see uh, the real signs of uh, uh, a reigniting of energy mm -hmm. in the marketplace. People are starting to reassess um, how much they can afford to um, get services, provide services, what's your cost. And we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel. I think that um, what we've been able to do, what I've been able to do, is to maintain. And that's been the yeah. blessing and the, the hardest challenge is making sure that you maintain where you are and that you don't take too many steps backwards. Um, it, it really does require you to watch um, what you're spending, how you're reinvesting in your company and in uh, your uh, services. But the most important thing is maintaining. I can't imagine in the next six months, although we're starting to see um, nationwide the recession um, loosen its grip, that uh, there would be much expansion. I do continue every day to look for opportunities to do more business, uh, pick up more clients, um, and to diversify, expand into beyond public relations and marketing. Um, I'm a speechwriter, and then you add that to... Uh, the services you provide, just not necessarily expanding your business, but offering more services, which help you maintain mm -hmm. your bottom line. Mm -hmm. It really is about being able to maintain until you can strategically really start to grow um, and get bigger, um, provide more services, maybe even bring on one or two more employees um, to supplement the work and um, services that you're providing. Thank you. With me, um, I would say because of the, the this very extreme regulatory changes, um, back in 2007, I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. A patient was on oxygen, 
um, I would receive uh, Medicare, or let's just say necessarily not, would not receive because Medicare would maybe pay $135. That doesn't mean that I would get $135. Sure. <laughs> um, but it would be for the lifetime of the patient on oxygen. So every month I could count on the fact that if we service that patient, that that's exactly what we would get in reimbursement. Um, the, the way the landscape has changed now, um, it's been capped out. I only get that money now for three years. After that, I still have to supply oxygen to the patient. I still have to do everything that's needed for the patient for those additional two years uh, up to the five-year cap, and I do not get an additional reimbursement. So it's changed my business model dramatically, if you can and only imagine if you do the, the basic math. Uh, so we've had to also look at the fact that this has happened with patients, in particular with Medicare. Um, I founded this company based off the need, uh, knowing what my father went through, dying of asbestosis, my mother as a caregiver, realizing that, that there's, there's, a really, there's a better way to do this, and, and it's about dignity and respect to taking care of a patient. But what's happened is with reimbursement cuts and, uh, uh, that has hit, hit dramatically, I have to provide respiratory therapists who are licensed to provide service. I do not get paid for the licensed therapist. I only get paid for that $135 that the oxygen is attached to, if you will. So our business model is not like a normal business model. I can't up any prices. I can't change a, a, a bundle. It is what it is. Uh, so it's about the diversifying our income streams. It's about the fact that we used to be 80% Medicare-based, and we had to transition that. So Medicare is now we continue to service our patients, we continue, that's the, it's an important demographic uh, for me on a personal level because of my commitment uh, to our aging uh, population. But we've had to look at the business model and ensuring that not only do we have and continue to grow our Medicare base, but that our um, other insurance companies are also growing because there's, 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 though there's restrictions with that, it's a little less lenient, uh, I mean, a little more lenient than, than it would be with, with uh, other structures. We've also looked into the military. Uh, the military is an incredible opportunity um, to, to uh, not only is it an honor to take care of, of, of our armed forces and to be part of that um, as a Department of Defense contractor, we take it very seriously. And that's also helped us understand our industry better and, and to adapt our models. So as Anthony was saying, uh, we've maintained, mm -hmm. we have grown um, because we've had to diversify our, our population, um, not decrease it, just diversify. Diversify. Mm -hmm. So that's been something that we've learned. <coughs> Jesse? Okay, um, well, I, my company was just started last year, so this, this question is a little bit um, different. I, I'd like to answer it a little sure. bit different. Um, the, one, the, the reason why I started the company was because, uh, obviously, my, you know, I, I have over 10 years' experience doing what I do. My specific, um, I guess you could say, what I've done is to do outreach into the Latino community. So the company at this point is, is a niche market consultant for government, um, business, and I want to expand into business and for political campaigns to reach Latino voters, Latino, a Latino market, um, et cetera. And so, you know, I've been doing this for a couple of years in, the, well, for t over 10 years, but um, over those 10 years, I've seen the growth of the popula Latino population grow so dramatically. Um, and I think now in 2010, spe specifically, we, you know, after the 2010 census, um, there has been an increased um, talk of the growth. And 
and especially with the last election, with you know, with our inauguration just last night of President Obama, um, there was a lot of talk of the impact that the Latino voters having on, you know, on on our nation's politics sure, and, sure. and what that means. And so we are looking at a lot of different things that are coming, you know, that that are policy areas that are not necessarily new, but that they, you have to see them from different perspectives because of that impact, because of the growth of the community. And so, um, so I, you know, after that, uh, the 2010 census um, and the numbers that we saw come in uh, from those results, I decided it was time for me to uh, expand, not just, you know, not just to provide the service as someone who works in campaigns or it, you know, for legislators to reach out to those specific voters, but to really market that service um, uh, of doing outreach uh, and, and, and opening doors in those new markets. And, um, and that's why I started the company. So I think um, as far as, you know, being better off in 2007, I wasn't around like this in 2007, but I definitely see an increased need. And, um, and I definitely hope that, you know, the, co the company will, will kind of ride that wave of, you know, of, you know, providing, the, opening those doors. So definitely, you know, I see a positive future ahead. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you all. Um, Relative then to sales and profitability, <clears throat> Maria and Anthony, you both touched on this uh, a little bit in your, your last response, but I kind of wanted to um, just kind of get a little more insight on it. Would we say that the, your, your prices to your supply, that you charge your suppliers will increase or decrease? And would we say that uh, the number of employees that you'll hire will increase or decrease? And I know, Anthony, Let's start with you because you kind of touched on that a little bit in your last response. I think that um, I'm blessed in that the actual supplies that I have to buy um, really are limited to provide the service that I provide to my clients. Um, you know, I, I'm always thinking about upgrading technology, certainly doing personal um, um, and business um, growth and development, uh, going to seminars. Um, finding ways to enhance my skill set, and, of course, there's costs involved in networking opportunities. Um, we learned at Web and we learned uh, um, in, at being a small business that networking and finding um, people to be around who can partner with you, who can uh, seek out opportunities with you, uh, are key to your success uh, when you're a small business, one or two employees. Uh, you really have to be very creative. Um, in um, seeking out those opportunities. And you learn to keep your costs way down. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm blessed in that a lot of the costs that's associated um, with uh, the type of services I provide really are in enhancing the technology, making sure that you have the latest uh, IT information, laptop, um, and that you uh, keep um, professionals, you contract out a lot of things, like making sure your website um, is the best and it's um, easily navigated and that people can appreciate the energy um, that uh, they're getting when they come to seek out your services. As far as expanding employees, I doubt that greatly. Okay. Um, unless there was, and miracles happen every day, where the market would be flush <laughs> with a lot of folks. I rely a lot on my relationships and networking um, with nonprofit organizations who have to watch that bottom line. They have not only do they have boards to um, look out to, uh, for, but oftentimes the non these nonprofits put a bulk of their financial resources 
in providing services to clients. So um, what they can spend on marketing, what they can do um, in outreach and uh, creating, creating collaterals, um, brochures, their website and content um, is limited. So I have to be very careful to keep my prices competitive. Um, but you also work very hard to let yourself be known in the marketplace as a go-to, the go-to. If you want the best, then um, you're going to end up paying a little bit more. And that um, keeps us all on our toes. Um, but I'm blessed in that I'm small, uh, I can multitask, and really, um, like I said, unless there was a real turnaround in the um, economic situation for a lot of nonprofits and a lot of individuals that count on me um, and I count on as a client, probably would not expand um, and bring any other consultants on um, mm -hmm. unless it was a contract that um, needed specific services that I couldn't provide, but I certainly could bring um, a team player or a partner into mm -hmm. um, the relationship to provide that service. Again, it just makes yourself much more marketable um, when you're flexible and you can um, meet the need of those clients, the special needs of those clients. Thank you. Anthony, one of the things that you do, I've noticed, uh, having the opportunity of working with you in other projects, is that you do create teams, and mm -hmm. the consulting world does benefit greatly because you bring those, those people with subject matter experts mm -hmm. uh, to the table. So it's like you do create your little, um, your own uh, whirlpool, if you will, yeah. of, of opportunity mm -hmm. uh, for individuals as your whatever tasks you have uh, or contracts uh, do you necessary. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, uh, and that's really important um, in, in this world of uh, we're becoming we're like someone like Jesse, where sure. she's becoming a consultant as well. And um, the talents that we've had for many, many years, converting that into a skill set that we can now market and make an opportunity to become a company, if you will. So it's, to me, it's exciting to see. And in my industry, it's a little bit different, of course, mm -hmm. once again. Uh, for me, it's not a matter of I can charge you less or more. To me, it's about keeping me competitive with my suppliers because if I can pay them timely, I can look at better deals. If I can buy more, I can look at better deals. Um, I get paid the same from insurance companies no matter what. So I mm -hmm. supply the same equipment to, it doesn't matter who you are, um, where you live, where you work, it's the insurance that you have, is just the money I get paid. That's it, there's no difference. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, that's where the access to capital is extremely important because even though leasing opportunities are available and they've been very helpful and helped for Spirit Grow, they can also be very dangerous because you can become very heavy in your debt base even though leases come on and they come off, um, but they start to build up. So you can't become reliant on that. And, and those are lessons I've learned along the way as well as being a small company. So. Uh, the recession has caused for the access to capital for us was a lot easier as it is now. Um, uh, you know, and also the bank merges have caused a challenge to us because banks have taken over other smaller banks that used to have relationship uh, building, which it's critical. I, it's critical. I want my banker to know everything about me. Absolutely. I mean, everything, even what my grandson's name is and you know, when his birthday is, what, mm -hmm. how my son is doing, you know. Um, Mine even came to my mother's funeral. Yeah, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's the kind of relationship that you want to have um, because it's a very personal relationship. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, um, without having that whole dynamic, uh, it, it can be a challenge because I can't up or lower my price. The increase of demand on my employees in the sense of, and, and I don't like to say my employees, but for this particular uh, dialogue, I will say sure. that uh, it's an employee cost. 
because I have to pay a therapist a therapist's salary mm -hmm. to do a therapist's work and not get paid at all for the therapist's time. And I don't want to compromise our therapy to our patients, and I will never do that. So Respiro's margin um, will be much less than other companies and competitors because I will not um, at all uh, limit the exposure that our patients have to clinical services, even though we're not getting paid for that. So I, because of how we put more pressure on ourselves as a company to provide the care that we expect um, to be provided and demand to be provided for our patients, our margins are smaller. So I have to balance that out as well. Uh, but that's who we are, and that's why we've grown. Because people know that, then you know, the competition kind of becomes a little um, less. Mm -hmm. uh, with that. So yes, we are opening an office in Delaware and North Carolina. We are increasing our employees. So uh, you know, there's there's wonderful things. Our spirit just uh, just got our numbers. Uh, we've been around 12 years, uh, 10.3 million, um, and not too bad, I think, for a small company in this industry. So um, and we're going to continue to grow. So how quickly and how more efficiently, that is going to be something that we really are in the moment also um, talking to other banks to see, you know, it's time now for Respira to, to um, also explore opportunities as well for Respira. And the one thing I would add that sure. Maria uh, sparked in my head is that relationship with your financial institution is key. Absolutely. Whether you uh, are a two-man shop or you're 88 employees, that relationship um, where the bank understands what your vision is, um, but more importantly understands what your values are. And if you share that with your financial institution and when you uh, want to make a change or if you uh, see an opportunity, that financial institution is a partner with you. And they walk you through that process of even access to capital um, or being more strategic and, and targeting um, your financial goals. As well as, I tell you, when it's a one or two person shop, and Jesse probably can uh, identify with this, yes. you really rely on that expertise um, of that financial institution um, to keep you um, in check. Uh, I benefit from, and I hate to say I benefit from the recession, um, but one of the uh, side effects of um, the recession is a lot of small organizations or nonprofits um, had to downsize their staff and they had to prioritize. And oftentimes, uh, a communications director or marketing person um, takes a hit first. And so they really do look outside of the organization um, for partners who are experts in those fields. And they don't have to provide a lot of benefits, but you do bring uh, the services. Um, uh, to that, uh, that client. And so I think that the relationship that you have with a financial institution who understands what your ultimate dream and vision is um, for that company. You may be a one or two man shop now, but you do envision someday having 25 folks, um, having a client list across the country or even across the world. And an institution that's willing to invest in that uh, and um, keep you in check and let you grow at a pace that's beneficial to you, uh, but also beneficial to that institution um, because it puts them in a, a position to be able to help you grow. Um, so uh, those relationships, as Maria said, are key. Um, and then it does give you an opportunity to start to um, take advantage of um, options that you didn't even realize were there. Um, but banking professionals and folks who are financial experts 
oftentimes unveil things to you or give you advice and counsel um, that help you maximize and ultimately benefits that institution as well. Absolutely. My banker, uh, for instance, she actually she encourages me to also talk to other bankers because she feels that sometimes in her portfolio there's limitations to things that she can do and offer, especially when there's been you know, uh, transitions within the bank when the bank is growing and getting other you know, in their process of folding other banks underneath of them. That sometimes there becomes a you know a pathway that not that they're not even familiar as to what the new pathway will be. So. You know, I, I, and I appreciate that um, she is always uh, willing in putting what my needs are first and helping me also giving me recommendations of people to talk to outside of the bank. And that's what she does for all her clients. It's about that relationship. Yeah. It's, it's about key. that relationship. It's and, key. And, and what I've learned from being um, associated with people like Maria and Jesse is that there are opportunities um, uh, for uh, us to support each other, to support um, our common values, whether it's supporting um, community organizations, um, opportunities to uh, really give back to the community, um, because that's key to any successful business is uh, watching your bottom line, growing profit, but also reinvesting those in the people and the communities that surround your business, that support your business, that recommend your business. Um, and then the relationship with uh, the financial institutions is that they become a partner. You have an event, you have a fundraiser, you're, ready, you're collecting toys for children at Christmas. And that financial institution, because there is a relationship and they are invested in seeing you grow and be successful, they become a part of those things. And so it's not that just that straightforward, black and white, traditional portfolio management. It really is about a deeper relationship that allows you to um, exercise those values that we put in brochures and that are on our websites and in our commercials, we actually exercise those and put them into action. Well, I must say, Jesse, before we get to you, you guys are really speaking my language as a banker. I'm getting so excited over here. I'm, I'm, I have to remind myself, I'm just facilitating. Wow. I mean, what, what you, Maria and, 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 and Anthony, thank you so much. Those key items that you just uh, mentioned the importance of relationship and consultation, expertise from your banker, are also key aspects uh, that, that, that we must take into consideration in this particular state of the economy. Um, and so at PNC, we have specific uh, tailored what we call cash flow solutions that we offer to our clients on a uh, comprehensive basis. So we have conversations with our clients that we get to the bottom line of what their business needs are, what their financial goals are, and then we make recommendations uh, that are tailored and specific to, to, to their future goals and their current goals. So I'm getting very excited over here. I appreciate that. And with that being said, uh, Jesse, why don't you, if you could, touch on uh, the earlier questions, uh, the suppliers charge, maybe increasing or decreasing, the need for increasing or decreasing employees, and then if you wanted to give us some insight uh, on the importance of banking relationships from your perspective. We'd, we'd appreciate that. Okay. Um, as far as the uh, the supplier and the increasing, decreasing, um, at this point, uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm a very, very start, I'm starting this. And sure. so I am finding that 
you know, I have to be, uh, and I think Anthony touched on this, you have to be very creative on how you can provide the services that you want to provide with, you know, and, and without compromising um, what, you, what you need uh, to survive. And so there are, in my specific field, um, you know, the company, the way I'm, I'm, I'm setting myself or setting up Strategica is there are major uh, dates coming up. Um, the company is 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 getting ready for 2014 and then 2016 and it's primarily because of our, our big years um, for campaigns both statewide mm -hmm. and nationwide and I've worked um, I've worked in the you know nationwide I've been uh, doing work for Latino outreach for um, both congressional and presidential candidates at the national level uh, both here in Maryland in DC and in Nevada where there's the uh, largest Latino population um, as far as the political calendar is concerned. And so I definitely see um, an increase that will be necessary uh, this in 2013 to gear up for 2014 um, that will be necessary. And, you know, I will be looking to financing. I will be looking to uh, opportunities to create those relationships with the banker to, to see how I can um, put myself in this, you know, put myself in the path of being able to finance that. Um, the main goal for me, I think, is to stabilize myself in this market first. Um, Baltimore City is important for me because I think, you know, I think the city, it, well, obviously, one, it's the, the proximity to the company um, and being establishing myself, creating the roots here in, in Baltimore. Um, but, but before we get to 2014, I would like for the company to have, um, to expand into the business sector. And that's important because the business sector will provide the stability that the company needs um, in order to uh, go out to the big, you know, to, to get the big opportunities in 2014 and 2016. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, we have um, we have both statewide and national campaigns coming up. Um, those are going to be important. Those are my networks. I will be tapping them and letting them know that that we are in business and that. Um, and that we can provide the services that we need both here in the state and, and um, you know, to some of the other uh, candidates, not, not just nationwide, but, you know, we're looking at Virginia, D.C., um, you know, and, and the Northeast. So I will be looking uh, to see which banks will have the best, you know, who will provide me with the, the, the resources I need and who will be able to support me in the way that I need to be supported um, to make sure that this happens and to grow. And um, I am, you know, we're going to have to become very, very creative on, on how we do that. So, you know, just looking to see what's out there. Thank you. Mm -hmm. If I could interject a sure. little bit. Um, Jesse actually is a graduate of the web program. Mm -hmm. Part of that program is, of course, putting the business plan together. Um, mm -hmm. And, and uh, yeah, I think Jesse also. Um, has a really better understanding through this program oh, process yes. of her costs and her fees and Definitely. her market and demographics. And, and she, um, one of the things that the web uh, program also offers is the relationship that we have with Enoch Pratt mm -hmm. uh, Library, which has been invaluable. Um, the resources uh, that Enoch Pratt provides, um, you know, all these questions that you um, uh, so graciously have asked us, you know, uh, without understanding where we've been, and uh, where we are 
uh, we can't understand really where we're going. Absolutely. And one of the things that Enoch Pratt has really brought to um, to our web is this robust um, opportunity of understanding that the questions we have in our head about our businesses can be answered uh, through the databases that they have, the invaluable databases that Enoch Pratt has. Um, having that library card uh, is incredible. It's better than a Platinum American Express, I have to tell you, <laughs> because the access to the databases that they provide uh, and also the, the skills uh, that, are, that are offered here by the director uh, of the business program um, are just absolutely invaluable. Uh, so those tools have helped people like myself. I mean, I've been in business now 12 years almost. And um, the, the capabilities that I have now with my company, my sales team, of coming to the library and understanding the power of those databases is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, because they're able now to put their own business plans together mm -hmm. for that. So, um, you know, understanding the resources we have around us and available to us and, and the jewel that we have within that crowd in particular, mm -hmm. um, it's just remarkable. And, and, um, and I know that um, with Jesse, it's, um, with, as with all of our entrepreneurs at Web, they come in, they know how to do what they do really, really well. Mm -hmm. It's putting that business plan together. Um, and it can cause you to kind of even scare you a little bit because you're asking yourself questions that you didn't realize that you actually have the answers to once you know where the resources are. Uh, so it's very exciting, and I really appreciate the opportunity to work with you. Uh, I did want to make sure that we included them in, in this um, dialogue because mm -hmm. um, sure. they are critical uh, to helping us understand also uh, where we're going well, thank you, Maria, and thank you, Jesse. And you, you actually are helping us now to segue to the, my next question that we're interested in, in, in talking more about. Um, and Anthony, Maria, you both also, and Jesse as well, kind of mentioned being creative uh, in your business plan and your business strategy. Um, and speaking of being creative and speaking of, uh, I guess, coming up with new ideas and ways to, uh, Anthony, as you said, maintain your business, uh, one of the other questions that we'd like to ask uh, is, that over the next six months, do you plan on investing um, in your business? And if so, what do you, 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 do you plan on spending? Uh, what, what, uh, what would you say are, are the main, I guess, priorities uh, for, for uh, your, your spending needs? For me, it really is making sure that I have the technology, whether it's uh, the best phone so that my clients can stay in touch with me and I can use that technology um, to uh, provide services very quickly, uh, swiftly to my clients, come up with ideas, or the latest, greatest tech uh, laptop because I'm mobile a lot and I do a lot of work whether I'm on the train, uh, whether I'm uh, sometimes in, in the mall, uh, sitting down and just sit in that cafe and just doing a lot of work or here at the library. Um, this branch uh, uh, and branches across the city are invaluable because they become a small business's research and development um, division. Uh, everything that we need, whether what's the latest in our uh, in our um, in our business, what's the cutting edge technology, all of it can be found just through doing your research and uh, finding out what's going on in your industry right here in the library. Um, for me, it's that technology, making sure that I'm on the cutting edge, that I can provide uh, quality, um, quick services to my clients who count on that, uh, who count on being able to reach me um, 24 hours a day, um, crisis management, PR, public relations, all of that, very key. The other part is um, reinvesting in your business. Uh, I hear... I have been lately really joining a lot of professional associations. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised that 
um, how much those fees are, mm-hmm. and you have to weigh whether or not it's a good investment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you put things like um, those networking opportunities, opening other doors to do business. Um, as Maria said, I do a lot of partnerships. If I get a client that needs me to do a marketing plan um, that does include web development, that does include some television and um, commercial development, and you bring those partners in and you cost those out. Again, it comes to a relationship also with your financial institution um, who understands uh, not only that you need their help, but I think oftentimes the, the banking relationships that I've had, they appreciate the fact that I'm willing to use those profits are you willing to use those revenue and reinvest in my business? Um, and, and it strengthens that relationship I have with the financial mm-hmm. institution. Piggyback on that, Anthony, and I want Maria and Jesse, you guys, to include this in your response if, if you can as well. Um, do you anticipate in the future using more of, as you uh, uh, just so noted, traditional banking financing, asking your bank to be a part of your expenditures, or are you going to be tapping into your cash reserves? What would you... Uh, you would say is a more feasible approach for you? In the short term, it certainly is tapping into um, the revenue that we've been able to generate Mm -hmm. in our cash reserves. Um, The blessing is uh, that as a small business, you often look at um, your profits, your losses, your costs, and your expenses, and it's just kind of very simple. Um, But then there are times when your bank will say, you know what, Uh, have you looked at this type of account? Or have you looked at making this kind of investment? Um, have you looked at even one or two employees of really trying to figure out what you can do as far as a 401k or other benefits that really do help your company become more stable, uh, financially viable, um, and ultimately um, successful on a timetable? Um, so I think uh, managing the f- financial resources we have first mm-hmm. over the short term, okay. and then as that relationship um, and success come together, hopefully the, uh, the bank or the financial institution, um, because I also do things with um, credit union mm-hmm. um, that's been very supportive, um, using that relationship in the long term to really um, um, make some decisions about whether or not you need overhead in a location, mm-hmm. um, renting office space, um, making sure that you have all of those Uh, office supplies that people uh, take for granted. There's cost involved in that and contracts involved Mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm. and maintaining those relationships. So it's all about watching those dollars wisely um, and making um, investments in yourself, which is key, but also knowing when to turn to your bank and your financial institution and say, I need some help making some decisions, some very critical decisions about my growth um, and my success. Thank you. Maria, your thoughts? Well, you know, it's interesting because for me it's a catch-22 with cash reserves versus Mm -hmm. traditional banking because when you try to go for traditional banking, you have to have cash reserves. (laughs) And and then you have your cash reserves that you could use, but then then that'll leave you limited. Um, uh, I'm constantly reinvesting in Respira, constantly, constantly, in every way you can think of. Uh, we do a lot of things with beta testing, with technology, with efficiencies, uh, with uh, Lean Sigma, you know, you name it. We try to really um, uh, make our company, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, what is it? A big little company mm-hmm. without, okay. without, <laughs> without losing that 
personal touch. Mm -hmm. um, and we could not do it if it were not for the incredible people, our team of healthcare professionals within Respira, every single person in Respira. I, I get paid the same as my competition. We use the same equipment. We get referrals from the same places. But you know, they don't have the team that I have. Um, that is the key. That's critical. Um, they believe in the organization. They believe in what we do. And to them, they treat every patient as though that is their family member. That is one of our, our credo, or motto, uh, is that that could be your mother, your father, your sister, mm -hmm. your brother, your child. Uh, and that's, it's not a number. That person is not a piece of paper. Um, and they are a human being with feelings and deserve nothing but dignity and respect. So uh, when you look at all that, it's investing in, in them. That becomes a priority to me on a personal level. Uh, I look at, we have you know, over 50 some odd because we're growing every day, everyone else is starting tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and to me, those are family units, my gosh. And it's very awe-inspiring when you think of the fact that you're also uh, creating these opportunities for these families, that we're paying taxes, that we're doing all these things that, that really create a robust community. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just one little company. Um, but when you look at investing, you know, we're, a, we're a, an S-corp, so... Um, I'm tied to the company or my taxes, as you can understand, mm -hmm. as, a, as a banker. Mm -hmm. So I pay taxes on overall what the company does. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, though, I'm going to take that money out and give it to myself. The money goes right back into the company. It doesn't You're reinvesting. It reinvests mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. constantly. It's, it's, it's a challenge uh, uh, because of the situation with keeping the cash reserves in there mm -hmm. and then the traditional bank finance. So. My answer to that question is we would love to have traditional banking relationships. Um, and what we do need to do is, is um, you know, uh, with our bank, sometimes it becomes challenging because of the, the way things are nowadays. Um, but it's uh, in finding the relationship that, that we really can have so that we can be partners. The bank has to be a partner with you. They have to be a partner with you. Absolutely. We have companies we work with, I'll give a name because they deserve a shout out, Respironics, um, who supplies me with our CPAP machines, which is for sleep apnea, mm -hmm. continuous positive airway pressure machines. That's probably one of my largest lines of business, if you will. Um, they are partners in every sense of the word. They help us with financing, they help us with flexibility, they help us with lease acquisition, they help us with all kinds of things you could possibly imagine. They are true best of partners. If our bank can be that way, if other vendors can be that way, oh my goodness, the sky's the limit. Because we're doing what they need, which is buying their product, which is being their ambassador of their product, because you want to support more so someone who's supporting you. Um, so there's a partnership that is respected and it's reciprocal. And if we could do that more, the small business arena would be just blossoming, blossoming even more so. So that's just an example. Thank you. Great insight. Jesse, you talked a little bit about this um, in your previous responses. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to get your, your, your thoughts on investing in your business over the next six months and what you plan to spend on, and even more of your, your, your thoughts on uh, traditional banking financing, uh, which I would, I would say would be more important for you at this mm -hmm. juncture of your, your beginning stages of your business as opposed to <coughs> cash reserves. Uh, so could you give us some, some, some insight on that? Okay, well, um, I think at, no, you know, at, at every 
point in time you're always thinking about cash reserves you have to think about cash reserves because you do anticipate the next big purchase or the next you know what what your needs will be in the next week in the next month you know um, in the next six months I think priorities as far as spending is concerned you, the, the major thing for me will be my website because you know everything is online now you can there's no you you won't even exist if you're not online so um, I, you know I'm looking uh, to, to do a very robust website uh, I'm working on that now. Um, I am thinking of incubator space. Um, I think that will be very, um, you know, it, it'll help me tremendously because it'll give me the tools I need, the space I need without having to spend, you know, without depleting any, you know, all cash reserves mm -hmm. that I have. Mm -hmm. So um, website incubator space is, is definitely um, the next six months. And, and to that effect, uh, I think Maria touched on it, was that that's why web was so amazing and it was because it, it does make you broaden uh, your your thoughts about what it is that you need in order to make this happen it's not just i mean yes it is about the relationships and you go go back to that to to support yourself and to plan ahead because you have um you know you have a good group of people that can that can help you um get started um maria and anthony are are, are huge supporters of 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 my company they believe in it and I think that gives me even more um, you know it, it, it makes me want to do it even more because there's you know you have the support and people believe in you so um, website incubator space and going back to the technology uh, that's going to be uh, critical I mean you need to be able to show demonstrate that you can that you're on top of of, of your game in order for people to come back to you, I think not just to hire you, but to come back to you and to say, yeah, we can rely on her, or you know, on the company to to do what needs to be done. In order. So, so I'm thinking about uh, my clients, what they expect, you know, of the services that I provide, um, and again, I mean, with all of that comes the marketing piece, you know, making sure that I put myself out there, the networking opportunities, looking into those. So, spending right now is definitely about. Um, you know where I am going to establish my roots and how I'm going to grow from there, um, and then also, um, you know, trying very very hard to to build cash reserves so that I can um, take the step into financing mm -hmm. because I really don't want to go, uh, you know, walk into PNC and say, hey, you know, I have this great idea. I know that it takes a little bit more than that. It does take, you know, some a, a little bit of history to show that you know I want to be, you know, at the door with with a few clients and history of you know the transactions and you know what we can provide and and then but you have a business plan now <laughs> yes so I do absolutely yes. isn't that right yes. absolutely and, and, absolutely yeah. and demonstrate you business know business plans are very important <clears throat> yes and and so I, I I haven't you know but I'm just one of these people that feels like she has to have all her ducks in a row <laughs> before she takes the next step so mm -hmm. I definitely am. Um, you know, building myself up to the financing aspect of it, and, and to make sure that I, I provide that uh, that that business plan and and have you know something to to walk away with mm -hmm. positively from the bank. Mm -hmm. well, the other thing we've been talking to Jesse about is that we have micro loan opportunities as well at Web, and mm -hmm. um, and not just to Jesse, but other um, Web graduates. Um, so we're uh, very blessed to uh, it's a very small uh, loan fund that we have. Uh, but we really have been looking for the right opportunities and, and to start uh, to roll that out. So that will be rolled out in the next two months. Um, and hopefully Jesse will be one of the recipients. But it will go through a loan committee and, and presentation of the business plan for the microloan fund. So hopefully that would also be a spark um, uh, as 
to her um, uh, to her business uh, startup um, as we, we uh, offer that. And one of the, the blessings of service organizations, nonprofits like Web, is that we really do speak to the. Uh, there are certain basic tenets of business that must be followed. And I think oftentimes clients come into organizations like Web, and as Maria said, they don't realize uh, that they know a lot more than they think they know. It's just helping organize those thoughts. Uh, we've had clients come into Web. Uh, that uh, wanted to start crocheting businesses. We've had people just recently who are growing meat rabbits to sell to restaurants. Um, and then traditional businesses, whether it's IT services or uh, daycare services or um, hair salons, it is amazing when you open a world of possibilities to people um, that they thought were major hurdles. Um, and you give them a good dose of reality and expectation, but also set them free to dream big um, and uh, to ultimately give them the power to control their own destiny. What an amazing, amazing key um, that a PNC or another banking institution along with an organization that provides services like Web. Um, and then there are this limitless uh, number of people who wake up every day with a dream and an idea. Um, and they just need someone to say that that's possible. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared of that business plan. Don't be scared of your reinvestment. Don't be scared of your credit score. Don't be scared of these things. And when you really do take those things, not necessarily off the table, but put them in context for people like Jesse's business, like Respira, or even my little small company, what you really are doing is you are creating community. Mm. Um, because those companies, as Maria said, and she, nobody really says it better. Everywhere I go, I hear people talk about it, but she gets it. Each employee represents a family. Mm -hmm. mm. Each employee represents a mom who wants to send a child to college. Certainly. Each employee represents someone who wants to uh, get that new car mm -hmm. uh, or have a child mm -hmm. that... Um, needs medical care or attention, or buy that home, that Absolutely. dream. And so that's, um, that's the amazing thing about living in this country, um, facing these financial realities and challenges. Um, when you do it head on and you surround yourself with um, the resources that you need, ultimately, I, I believe and I want to always believe, success is around the corner and that you just have to get those tools and resources in your toolbox. And once you have them, the sky's the limit. Powerful stuff, Anthony. Thank you. Um, speaking of uh, overcoming fear, the importance of family, um, you guys all touched on how your business, uh, your businesses have maintained and uh, what your, your, your past uh, entailed, what your present entails. I'm interested in hearing more about what does the future look like for each of you? for each of your businesses, and um, even more succinctly, what role or impact do you feel uh, small business will play uh, in the, in the econ current economic environment that we're in? Um, so I know that's kind of a dual question, but Anthony, since you, you led us there with, with, <laughs> with some of those notions, can you give us some insight on that? Um, I think that... Uh, where I see my company going, um, because I've been taught not to have fear, 
that there has to be a certain level of risk involved in obtaining success. Um, and if you have a great financial institution as a partner, you surround yourself with mentors like Maria and Jesse, uh, who are not just financially invested in seeing you well, but emotionally uh, invested in seeing you successful. Um, I think that uh, over the next six months, seven months, um, you just have to learn to push that envelope. Um, push through fear and uncertainty uh, and stick to that business plan and that model. Model success. There are companies around you everywhere. And that's one of the benefits of having Enoch Pratt Free Library is because you do find out that people are doing what you're doing. They're doing it well. You want to do it better. And that pushes you to uh, um, take those risks, uh, make hard choices and decisions um, because you really do want to be the best um, in the marketplace and in your industry. Um, and I think that there's a role, there's a very important role for traditional banking, but I also think that there is, uh, as Jesse said, we've got to stay creative, um, looking for those mentors and angel investors who um, have gone through the exact same things, maybe in different industries, but are willing to make an investment. Um, and when I think the amazing thing about that is when I get a Maria Martinez to invest in my company, it only strengthens my ability to go to my financial institution mm -hmm. and say, uh, these individuals see the vision uh, of what I want to do in the next six months to 12 months, and I need you to see that vision as well. And if my business plan is tight, if I'm on calendar and on schedule, um, it just really it, it sets you up for success. Um, but I think the other thing I would you know, there has to always be a cautionary tale. Um, sometimes in small businesses, when you see success, when you see that those clients are coming and knocking on your door and those invoices um, that you send out are being paid in 30 and 60 and 90 days, and you see that bank account growing, um, that passion, that energy, that excitement, oftentimes drives you to not always be as clear and conscious in your decision making because you see that success um, and then the cautionary tale has to be sustainability. How do I sustain that? How do I grow that? Let me not get too caught up in my early success that I make bad choices. Um, and again, that's where having mentors, having organizations like Web and having a relationship with an institution, a financial institution, becomes a real key. Um, because not only do uh, all those components pat you on the back and say you're on the right track, mm -hmm. but every now and then somebody has to grab your coattail and say, hold up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's the blessing. And that's where I see my company going. Um, we're going to push through the tough economic times. We're going to make very smart, hard decisions about um, not only our financial bottom line, but the services we provide. Um, and then at the end of the day, staying on that business plan and staying on track um, will be the key to success. Thank you, Anthony. Maria, what are your thoughts? Well, um, to be honest with you, uh, taking the latter part of your question about small business, small business is truly, not to sound um, cliche, but it is the engine of America. Mm -hmm. It truly is. And and that's what I get perplexed sometimes when I see the challenges of access to capital for small businesses, of, of not having those innovative ways of, 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 of creative financing and understanding that there's risks um, involved. I understand that uh, 
you know, banks have to protect. They're not, they're not just a money-making machine. They have their parameters and regulations that they have to buy by. But things have become a little too extreme in some, in some cases. And when I'm told that I'm a small company, and, you know, 10.3 million is a small company, and, and that banks want to look at me when I'm $50 million, that's a really scary thing. I'm like, wait a minute. It took me 13 years almost to get, or 12 years to get to 10.3. I'm not sure how long it's going to take me to get to 50 million. Um, uh, so those are the things that, you know, understanding what the new financial landscape is, because I don't really think we do as a small business community. One bank says yes, one bank says no, one bank, if only this, but then no, only that. If we could take a little bit of each bank and make it one, we'd have, we have a great opportunity. The other thing about, um, you know, I'm looking at Resource Future, and we've had our challenges uh, along the way, but um, one of the things that we're, I, I admire um, I, the the, the, the company is the flexibility and the fact that everyone at Respira, they, they take ownership, they bring solutions to the table every day. Not only do they bring a situation or a problem, but they have solutions or recommendations. And I welcome their, 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 their insight because they're in the front lines. They can see how something works or doesn't work or needs to be adapted or changed or molded or something. It's, 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 it's listening to what they have to say and implementing what they bring, not just making a list of things and saying thank you, or having a meeting and then you don't do anything with it. It's really about taking to the next level and then they become more invested than you can even possibly imagine because it's their idea, it's their recommendation they want to see it through and want to see it succeed. Uh, so our future is bright not just because of uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the way that the, the economy is shifting and changing. People are always going to be sick. Sadly to say, my industry will never, ever suffer for its supply and demand, um, sadly, because people will be sick, but you know, we hopefully are blessed to be those people to be uh, there to take care of them. And our competition, I welcome competition that are similar to Respira, because there's way too many people to take care of out there. And if we have more companies like Respira with the same kind of philosophy about taking care of the patient and the caregivers, uh, it's phenomenal. There's opportunity for everyone there, and to team up and to be more supportive of each other rather than become competitive. Um, so we're trying to create those relationships in our little world um, of HME, and it's really working. That we're getting people that are like-minded and um, believe in the same practices of how to take care of a patient. We're starting to come together. We're starting to create little buying opportunities. We're putting together our buying forces so that we can go and say, hey, you have four companies here that want to buy your equipment. Give us a good deal. We'll guarantee. You know, we're starting our own little kind of revolution uh, because there's not many people out there talking on our behalf that really represent us. Um, and investing in our community. If companies think that they can just ask and ask and ask and ask for business and not invest in their community, boy, mm -hmm. they really don't understand <coughs> Yeah. And I have to tell you, I came to Webb, um, survivor domestic violence, homeless, no credit, nothing. Wow. And Webb built me up. And Respira is, exists because of Webb. That, that business plan was my, my pathway and understanding the power that I had. And one of the most pleasant experiences I had and empowering was when we came to Enoch Front Library. Because I realized the power that I had, the research capability that was given to me, that I understood what it meant to put demographic study to do my marketing uh, plan, to do all these things, to understand my financials, uh, literally a dummy's book of how to understand your financials, um, how to read them, 
but if you don't look at your community and, and, and look back at who helped you along the way or organizations that have touched your heart, the United Way of Central Maryland was critical to me and my support. Uh, the House of Ruth, uh, who provided me shelter and, and guidance, and Women Entrepreneurs of Baltimore, who I don't know where I'd be with, without them. So I, in turn, am now giving what I can of my time, talent, and treasure to these organizations because they are the, they are the reason that I'm where I am today. So as, as, as a community, I've also given back and served on boards. And um, I didn't have my credit at the time, but because there was a, a bank that realized that I was investing my time and talent, I didn't have treasure, they came by and gave me my first line of credit based off of what I was doing in the community. So when you look at a bank and you look at relationships, those are also the things that need to stand out as your character and who you are about giving back. So as the banks evolve and things change, not losing that connectivity, not, not that once it goes to business relationship manager, it gets lost in you know, New York or California and some business, that big world, that there's still that relationship because we need to know that that matters and we can thrive and grow more if we can still contain and, 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 and manage that relationship. Great insight. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Jesse? Yeah, actually, you know, I was, I was thinking right along the same lines <coughs> of what you were saying as far as giving back to the community. I, I started my career um, as an advocate. And, and I've always been an advocate of my own community because I've always, and I think, I, you know, I've always been, whether for, you know, whether good or bad, I've always been pegged as the one that talks for my community with the people that I've always worked for, whether it's, you know, um, politicians or, or, you know, companies or policymakers, whatever. I've always been the one to speak up for, for Latinos. And so, um, as far as, as the question, as the keys to success, I think, you know, in my line of work, I do definitely want to leverage um, leverage both my relationships that I have, the people that support me, um, but also leverage the new demographics, you know, the new, the new world that we live in where, you know, we are becoming... Uh, we are becoming minority, a majority minority, and and Latinos now have a place in our politics and have a place in the market. I mean, people are starting to see the power of and the asset that could be. Um, and so, the the impact that I think I want to have with Strategica is, you know, the thing that that fuels me is is to take my sort of, you know, my very beginning of being an advocate for my community to lever to leverage that, and and because I think of the vision for Sotahika as beyond, I mean, it's it's that nef definitely has never been about the bottom line. I think if, if anybody goes into business thinking about a bottom line or, or making that profit, I think, you know, you could you could probably only go so far because you're only you're only seeing one thing. But I think with Sotahika, the vision that I have for it is the importance of the community community now in in the in our play in society. Um, you know what what do we mean or or, or what do we you know who we are, what 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 it means to the politics of our nation, what it means to the markets, um, and so you know whether it's when I when I think of clients, I think okay, what does 
what does this uh, client need? Do they need, you know, micro level, you know, sort of translation services, um, you know, for for whatever they're going to do, or do they need more macro? I mean, do they need to be placed in front of our of our community as a resource for certain things? Um, you know, there's a client that I was talking to, um, and they are a uh, Gaithersburg-based medical clinic, and they want to place themselves as a you know as a, a middle ground for 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 people who need medical services uh, primarily you know but most people they don't have insurance you know a lot mm -hmm. of Latinos don't have insurance and so rather than waiting around for an emergency situation to happen to have to go to the ER you go to you know this Gettysburg based company and um, well, medical services, and and you know they'll repair you. They'll do, you know they'll give you stitches. They'll do they'll take your X-rays. You know they'll refer you. But they're sort of a middle ground between, you know, not going to at a very expensive medical um, or a primary care physician and the emergency room, which is usually our our, our folks' last line of defense. Mm -hmm. And so they want, you know, so so I see that as, um, you know, this is a good this is a good resource for our community. So I think about that when I think about my company too. You know, how do I make things important for my community? So I think those are keys to success for me specifically. I think they're they are um, it kind of is what fuels me um, going forward. And you know, I mean, in the meantime, looking at the small steps, you know, making sure that I'm always tweaking my business plan and making sure that you know I, I keep the vision and that you know I. I start seeing what's out there, what resources um, I could take advantage of, and and who will be able to um, help me grow, you know, best, you know, without mm -hmm. without diminishing me. And I just <laughs> wanted to add one real quick thing. Sure. Me, is that uh, the the values that Jesse just talked about, and the love and support that she has for her community, and what Maria shared about uh, the investment and connection that her employees have to that company, they don't happen by chance. That really, to have a leader at the top of your organizational chart, like Maria, who has a passion and vision, and Jesse, who has a passion and vision, that you really set the tone. Um, and uh, not only do you set the tone in words, but you do it in deeds. deeds. And your employees every day come into the office and they want to be a part of not just the success of the company, but in the uh, ability of that company to create a better world. And mm -hmm. that's what I felt when I was at uh, Respira. I did government relations, had a contract with her company, and it was very quick that I learned what the culture of the organization was. We always said, what would Maria do? In, from everything from ordering supplies to talking to clients to uh, or reorganizing our, our divisions and our departments. It was it, the pay, the um, culture is set at the top, and so that's what is amazing to me about Respira um, that I know Jesse's going to do, and certainly I try to walk the walk and talk the talk um, in providing services as well. Um, but that is, I think, at the end of the day, that kind of commitment um, to something broader and bigger than your bottom line, and I don't want to mistake that the bottom line is important, mm -hmm. um, but something greater. Um, it's about legacy, mm -hmm. and Maria won't always be the CEO. She'll always be the founder. She won't always be the CEO of Respira, but someone's going to come in that door behind her or through that company, and they're going to know about that culture, that expectation, and that legacy. 
And it's not just about respair and providing those services. It's about the community around them. And that's why I get so excited uh, about um, people who have the, the kind of values um, and with partners like the bank and the library and web, the kind of values that really do allow us to create a better world. And at the end of the day, that's the legacy we want to leave for future business people, for our children and our children's children. That legacy uh, of, of values, culture, um, and passion for your community. Great, Thank great you. stuff. Marie, did you have something that you wanted to add? Oh my gosh, after that? After that, I'm <laughs> hard. that's a hard one to follow. Oh my gosh, I, I was actually going to interject with something that uh, Jesse had said, but Anthony, thank you, that was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate the joy and uh, working with you, and I've learned and learned so much from you as well. And, um, and same with Jesse. Um, when Jesse was talking about our Hispanic community, what people don't understand is one of the things that Jesse is, is doing also is, is educating others about our community because the Latino community is not one that is really one that takes. They want to pay for their services. They mm -hmm. want to pay for their health insurance. They want to pay for access to care. They want to pay and they do pay. It's finding companies, um, you know, and, and this organization, Gaithersburg, is understanding there's a, there's a market to be tapped into. And if you provide them with a plan, if you ex educate if you look into Jesse to be educated on how can we work with the Latino community, then the Latino community needs to know that this organization is here to help you. So it's that weave mm -hmm. um, that, that's created. And, and right now, I mean, I, I'm very excited for Jesse because I feel you know, she has many years of expertise in her young, uh, young lady that she is, but she's been working at this for quite some time, from grassroots all the way up to, you know, to high uh, public officials. Um, it's to seeing that there's this reciprocity of understanding of what the community is about. Mm -hmm. And then turning that into a business because the need, supply and demand is there. Mm -hmm. um, and doing it in a responsible way. So that excites me because I know, I know Jessie on a personal level, so I know her ethics and I know the person she is. So that even wants me, gives me more excited to invest in her in, in any way I possibly can. That's why WEB to me was the first the first line I felt for her to get all these thoughts and ideas and put it in a plan uh, so that she can really now develop this uh, understanding because now she really understands it's not just a one-way street it's a, it's a two-way street mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and really to empower the community um, uh, is, mm -hmm. is just uh, I know that's ever in her heart so. and I'm Latina so I Thank guess I'm partial <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, any final remarks? Um, no, I think you couldn't have put it better myself. Um, it, you know, it, it is for me. It's it like I said. It the bottom line is important. Anthony said it, but I think you know the 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 you go into this knowing that you are doing. You know that you are expanding. You're only expanding what you yourself could do. I mean, that at least that's the hope. You know, you're 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 trying to expand what you know what your vision is um into a broader area and and you know hopefully not just i mean yes it, it could be scary because it's it, you know there's a competition aspect of it and then there's you know the obviously the bottom line aspect of it and, and what does that mean but but you know the the rewards you know as they say high risk high reward but it, but it, i see so much reward not just you know not just 
for the company, but but definitely for you know, in my case, for for my community and um, and so we're hoping to uh, you know just learn along the way and excited for the journey ahead. Well, this was a great dialogue. Uh, on behalf of PNC, I really would like to thank each and every one of you for participating in this forum. Uh, I, I would say it was very informative and very inspiring. So thank you very much. Thank you, thank you for you having us. Much. Appreciate it.